When was the last time you took a moment to self-reflect on your motives? When was the last time you took a step back and did a heart check to make sure you are still in it for the right reasons? It is healthy for a leader and good for personal development to analyze from time to time. It is good to do this as often as necessary. Take a moment to reflect inwardly and ask yourself if your motives are still aligned correctly. Are they still in line with the vision? Are your motives others-centered? Are your motives kingdom-focused? If you are not aware of where you currently stand, or maybe you feel that you've drifted from a mindset of service to status, then it is a perfect time to analyze, to self-reflect once again and redirect your heart to purpose and the calling on your life. Today, we're going to focus inwardly and take a step forward and closer to becoming what God has intended us to be. I titled this one, Your Motives Are a Heart Matter. Allow me to welcome you into episode number 23 of That's the Truth. Hey, welcome into That's the Truth podcast. I'm so excited to have you back. I am Jay Gallegos, and my goal is to help you get one step closer and further along in becoming who God has intended you to be one step at a time so you can be effective and make an impact in every area of your life. I know your time is valuable, and that is why I am extremely grateful that you have decided to invest in yourself today by setting aside some time to tune in. I love sharing with you things that I have learned or currently am learning, things that help us grow spiritually and are applicable to our daily lives. It is an absolute privilege to have you following along, and I hope that the time we spend together in each episode is just as valuable to you as it is to me. If you are a frequent to the podcast, you know by now that you can expect a new episode bi-weekly, the first Friday of every month. It is in the form of a teaching, like today. Later in the month, we'll spend some time with a special guest. So far, we've had some amazing guests, friends, and leaders. If you've missed any of those conversations, well, I encourage you to go back and catch up on those episodes. They are filled with insight, valuable wisdom, and practical takeaways that will assist you in your personal growth and faith journey. Here's what you can expect later this month. We sat down and had a great conversation with student pastor at First Pentecostal Church of Anderson, Jordan P. Fry. He talks with us about his new book that just released recently, The Church That Caesar Couldn't Shut Down. Amazing book. I read it myself and I recommend it. Go out and buy it. Find it and get it. Share it with others. He shares his experience as an evangelist and the inspiration behind writing the book. He also explains how we can take after and apply the Apostle Paul's mindset in today's cultural climate and so much more. We are looking forward to bringing you those conversations very, very soon. Also, keep an eye out for bonus content. So go ahead and subscribe now so you don't miss out on anything. And as always, a big thank you to everyone who has already subscribed, rated, and anyone who has taken a moment to provide feedback to those who have shared the podcast on social media. Thank you so much for that. It really helps extend the reach of the podcast as we invite others to join the community. And with that, Let's jump right into today's topic. In today's society, there is a new normal. It is a standard to strive for success, a standard to reach new heights and new levels. There's so much pressure to 
reach for more. There's pressure to do more. There's pressure to gain more. And there's so much pressure around conquering the next challenge and raising the bar even higher. And that is great. It's encouraged. It's good to be ambitious. We should have our sights set on more. We should be pushing ourselves for more. But everything has a cost. Everything we do comes with a level of commitment and a level of sacrifice. And I love the thought of growing as a person, helping others further their development, seeking God's will and seeing it come to pass. I love the idea of conquering what is ahead and stepping out in order to step into new territory. However, this all comes at a cost. And that has dangers that come with it. There's dangers within that we all need to be aware of. If you lead a team in a church or any type of organization, it is necessary to be aware that success comes with a price tag. There is nothing wrong with expansion, nothing wrong with aspiring to be successful and setting the bar high as as long as your heart is not on that price tag. If we lose focus of why we do what we do, then we run the risk of leading with incorrect motives. In the social media world, people that are well known to be trendsetters are referred to as influencers. You've heard this term before many times, probably. In any other setting, we wouldn't call them influencers, but rather leaders. After all, leadership is influence. And regardless of the size of your influence, if you influence others in any way, then you are a leader. You are leading in a specific direction. And just as a side note, this does not define a good or bad leader. If you're leading in a specific direction, then you have influence. And if you have influence, you are a leader. There are different applications of leadership. There's church leadership, there's corporate leadership, business leaders, those who provide a direction and a type of service for others. Leadership comes with a certain level of power and authority. However, anyone in a position of power runs the risk of misusing their authority. Anyone runs the risk of drifting to an island of self, especially when your work and progress gets noticed. It is nice to be center stage and recognize. It feeds the ego. It's, it's normal. It's a human emotion. It does feel good to be acknowledged for your hard work and efforts. When we get too wrapped up in ourselves, our motives begin to drift and multiply as it becomes more about status and no longer about service. Your motives are a heart matter. I'll say that again. Your motives are a heart matter. Your motive is a precursor to action. Your motive is a precursor to action. It's healthy from time to time to check what I call the motive meter. You have to reflect back and see why is it that I'm still doing what I'm doing. Ask yourself as you reflect, what motivates you? Are you motivated by success and status or are you motivated to serve others? Do you still strive to help others succeed? Are you still willing to make others around you better? What are you willing to do to make that happen? When our hearts are misaligned with God, our motives begin to shift and our motives begin to multiply. Here's what I mean by that. We no longer do it for kingdom, but there's always an and that comes after that. We no longer do it for kingdom, but now we do it for kingdom and clout. We do it for kingdom and fame. We do it for kingdom and performance. We want to be seen and the list goes on and on. There's always an and after the initial and the primary focus, which is kingdom-centered. Clout, performance, and fame should never be our target. 
clout, performance, and fame should never be our target. Allow me to share with you a scripture that is very, very relevant. And we're going to apply scripture because this is what builds us up. This is our foundation. In John chapter 7, we see the example of Jesus being pressured by his brothers to step out of his purpose to become a public figure. And this is what it says. His brothers tell Jesus, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. Verse 4 says, no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. But this is what Jesus responded in verse 6. Therefore, Jesus told them, my time is not yet here for you any time will do. In other words, he was focused exactly on what his mission was. He had his timing set exactly on what he needed to do and when he needed to do it. His brothers were pressuring him to become a public figure. But Jesus said, I'm not worried about becoming a public figure. I am worried about my purpose. I am worried about my mission. I am worried about why I'm here. And he knew exactly when he was going to execute that. We can have success as long as our motives remain in line. Our heart should remain kingdom-centered and not clout-centered. Your family, people, and relationships come before self. That is the Jesus example, just like Jesus did. Selfless and not self-serving. Humility, love, and sacrifice should be at the forefront of our motives. Our purpose is to do kingdom work. Our focus should be to please God and not please people. People will be concerned with your performance, but God is pleased with your heart and with your motives aligned with kingdom. Guard your heart from entitlement. This is very, very important, and I'll say that again. Guard your heart from entitlement. This is when you begin to expect something in return. This is when you begin to neglect certain responsibilities that are part of leadership because you get nothing in return. There's no reward for those things. We need to avoid becoming reward-focused. This is entitlement. What does it do for me? What am I getting from this? Who is going to see me? This creates an entitlement culture for the people around you. This is what Proverbs 25, verse 6 and 7 say about it. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles. Luke 14, 11 supports the same thought in a different way. He says, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Leaders highlight others. Leaders should highlight others. Leaders should share the credit, but they take all the blame. I'll say that one more time. Leaders highlight others. They share the credit, but they take all of the blame. Our motives should be pleasing God before people. Our motives should please God before they please people. The Apostle Paul puts it better in perspective when we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 to 6. And I'm going to read it, and it says this, For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. Verse 6 says, We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ we could have asserted our authority. Paul knew exactly 
what it meant to have motives centered before God. He knew exactly what it meant to have pure motives and motives that came from the heart. Doing the right things for the wrong reasons will never deliver the results we want. I'll say that one more time. Doing the right things, but for the wrong reasons, will never deliver the results we want. Let me remind you this. Leadership is not a reward, but it is a responsibility. Leadership is so much more than just a title. It is the ability to bring vision to reality and mission into action. Leadership is much more above the title. It is the ability to bring the vision into reality, bringing the vision into existence, and pushing the mission forward into action. If you have an opportunity to lead, pray about it first. Seek guidance and seek counsel. Before you seek a platform, we have to seek God's presence. This will help determine the proper motives. We will often be tempted to do things that align with our personal interests. Those are the things that we prefer doing, the things that we like, the things that align better for us. We'll be doing things out of convenience over effective contribution. What happens is that we begin to forfeit effectiveness because of our convenience. We'll find ourselves doing things out of convenience over effective contribution. So let me ask you this. What do you value most? The Apostle Paul was clear on his value system as he stated his credibility. We see this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. And just before that, though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. And then he begins to list his credibility. He begins to list those things. And then in verse 7, he says, But whatever word gains to me, I now consider loss for Christ. A leader's mindset should have a different type of value system. Obviously, by seeing this and reading it in Scripture, we see that the Apostle Paul had a different type of value system. The things that he previously valued, the things that previously gave him some type of credibility in the public view, now he says, I consider loss for the sake of Christ. Why? Because a leader's mindset have or should have a different type of value system. Leaders value service over status. And this is the exact same example that Paul puts into perspective. Leaders value service over status. We cannot sacrifice people for the sake of our personal accolades. In leadership, you will often hear the word burden. Now, what is a burden? Burden is doing something you don't like to do, but it's something that is needed. If something is necessary, then that is a burden worth carrying. It's not always going to align perfectly with what we want. It's not always going to align perfectly with our comfort. And actually, when serving causes discomfort, it becomes a burden by something. But we'll know when our motives are aligned with kingdom purpose because we'll be burdened for something. If we don't feel burdened for the cause, we are probably not doing it right. It should not align perfectly with our personal interest. It should discomfort a little bit. It should push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. We should be doing the difficult things that challenge us. If things are always done the way we like them, then we are probably organizing around ourselves and not around others and what is needed. We have to be focused around the needs. And most of the time, 
some of the things that are needed and required and just absolutely necessary sometimes are the most difficult and probably the most uncomfortable. It's time to check the motive meter. You have to reflect back from time to time and check your motive meter. When you lead with incorrect motives, you communicate the incorrect message. Here's what I mean by that. Others get the impression that flawed motives are okay. They see right through that. Others can smell incorrect motives and just a, a, a flawed system about a specific person. Others get the impression that flawed motives are okay. Therefore, we influence incorrectly. We give off the impression that this behavior is okay and it's allowed and we influence incorrectly. Or people will want to do nothing with our leadership. One of the two. Others get the impression that flawed motives are okay. We allow this behavior. We influence incorrectly or people will want nothing to do with your leadership. But here's the truth. Your motives matter. But to who? The only motives that should matter to you are your own. I'll say that one more time. The only motives that should matter to you are your own. We cannot be concerned with what anyone else is doing. We must be accountable for what is in front of us and the things within our own control. We must steward correctly the influence that has been entrusted to us. We can't control anything outside of that. We can't be focused about what so-and-so is doing. We can't be focused about what anyone else is doing around us or what kind of motives they have or what kind of bad intentions they have. We can only control what's in front of us and we are responsible for stewarding properly what influence we have been entrusted. We must steward correctly the influence, influence that has been entrusted to us. Philippians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18 says, it's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry. This is the Apostle Paul. But others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. And verse 17 really jumps out and says, those Others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my chains more painful to me. But watch what he says in verse 18 after he highlights the wrong motives and the improper intentions of everyone else. Verse 18 says, but that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice. And I will continue to rejoice. In other words, ultimately, God is the judge. Paul was not concerned about controlling anyone else's motives. He knew it was there. He knew it existed. He advised against it. He advised to be aware of it. But in the end, he says in verse 18, but that doesn't matter. The, what matters and the things that matter are the things that you can control. And it is a heart issue. Your motives are a heart matter. And ultimately, God is the judge. We can't control what anyone else is doing. Your heart needs to be guarded because your motives are a heart matter. Proverbs says it this way in chapter 16, verse 1 through 3. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All of the person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. When your motives are out of line, your motives begin to multiply, and you have to be aware of that. 
you are no longer doing it for kingdom purpose, but now there's an and after that. Now you're doing things for kingdom and clout, like I said previously, kingdom and self-benefit, kingdom and fame and notoriety, and the list goes on and on and on into a toxic area of leadership. It's simply a heart matter. Keep your motives pure and aligned with kingdom purpose. Remember to guard your heart. Why? Simply because your motives are a heart matter. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast and you found this helpful in some way, let us know about it. I would love to connect with you on social media. In the description below, you will find the links. You can also visit the blog page where you can find more helpful content like this at inspired2inspired.org. That's inspired, the number two, inspired.org. And you will be able to find the links also in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. I encourage you to help us reach others by rating leave a review or share it on social media. And that would mean so much to me. And I'll be very, very appreciative of that. In the meantime, continue moving forward in the direction God is leading you. Continue taking steps closer and becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless. And we'll see you on the next one.